Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. This week on Inside Today's Country, we meet up with Alex Runyon. His brand new single is called Take It Out On Me. We'll talk about that and his early years in the music world. Plus, he loves box wine, has some corn on the cob barbecue tips, and we'll talk about what he did in university. Uh, I went to university for finance, and I so I got a degree in finance and, and a uh, certificate in economics. All that and more as we go inside today's country with Alex Runyon's next. Oops, I guess I did it again. I stayed out too late with all of my friends. You've been blowing up my phone. I bet I'm gonna get it when I get home. Hope you're waiting up in your nightgown, getting all worked up, ready to throw down. Cause I could sure go for a good round of some mad love. Girl, go to town. Take it. Take, take, take it out on me. I love, love, yeah, love to see a good girl lose control. Well, I know Welcome to another edition of Inside Today's Country and uh, all the way from the hot, humid beaches of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, only if that was true, right? Alex Runyon yeah. is on the uh, podcast with us. Welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. No problem, buddy. Uh, you guys are going through, uh, when we were recording this, uh, we were just joking off uh, off air that you guys are now going through your, uh, your heat wave there in Saskatoon. Exactly. You know, we usually have about, like I mentioned, two weeks of just pure heat and uh, we're in it right now and it's it's been you know about 32 degrees above and with the humidex it's like 38 degrees i i let my dogs out one evening um at like 2 a.m because they have to go out of course and yeah disturb my sleep and why is it fine. always 2 a.m they have to go out? i i don't know but they're on some kind of weird schedule right now and i don't think i've really slept normal for about <laughs> i don't know six months <laughs> <laughs> But I let them out, and it was it was it was so hot. It was like I just got hit with a heat blast. Oh, yeah. and it was two a.m. You know, so it's uh, it's sure something else right now. But uh, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not complaining. No, not at all. Because you know you know the the other things w- will show up again, right? And that, that that's that yep. thing that we don't want to say about right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's yeah just we'll just leave that, that way over there. What kind of dogs do you have, by the way? <laughs> Uh, well, we have two rescue dogs. One oh, nice. is, yeah, one is, she's kind of a lab mix. Um, her name is Kinsey. She just turned nine in July and I've wow. had her since she was six months. So she's, and she's just this beautiful, polite dog. Everybody really, you know, she's, she's just, everybody just really loves her. The only thing is she is hairy. She is a hairy beast. There's just hair everywhere in our house. <laughs> so, but um, we uh, and then so we have a companion dog for her that we got a few years ago, yeah. and uh, and he's a beagle that was originally from Mexico, and it's a beagle rescue. So it's kind of a weird story. And we weren't uh, well. My fiance Erin, she had a beagle uh, prior to getting Franklin, and um, 
and so she really wanted a beagle and so yeah. she was kind of looking and looking for a while and, and sure enough we found this this rescue out in calgary okay and so yeah so apparently they flew him in um from mexico and uh he has been uh he's he's very cute but mm. he's an absolute handful is he um, really Yes, he uh, he's just recently. Well, the most recent uh, trick he taught himself was opening the freezer, and and we have this special food for the dogs. <laughs> and he ate half a bag of his food and uh, some like frozen fish pieces we had. He just uh, yeah, he went to town. Wow. So we, yeah, so we uh, they're just beagles are so driven by food apparently, and uh, so you know he's he's a handful in his own right and then kinsey she's the she's the husky lab mix and she's uh she's her own handful when it comes to the cleaning part because of all the hair that she leaves around but yeah. we still love them yeah oh and and we ha you do love your dogs right i mean it's one of those things yeah. uh do you have any tips for uh, for cleaning up hairy dogs like there's all um, those products you can find on on the market out there like yeah you know the swiffers and things like that what do you guys use um yeah, that's a good question because I feel like we've been perfecting it over the years. <laughs> like, it's like, gee, um, you know, because we went through a bunch of different things. We had this little handheld thing called the shark vacuum and, mm -hmm. and that seemed to work. It's a combination because the way that the hair sticks in, it almost threads through fibers. So if you say oh, if you wow. have like a microfiber. Yeah. And so you, there, there's certain tools that you can use and they, they're, it's almost like rubber. And when you scrape through it, the rubber against the, uh, the, the fabric it kind of bunches it up and 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 gets most of the hair out so hmm. that works a, sh a shop vac tends to work and it's almost <laughs> a combination of all these things it's ridiculous and it kind of makes me wonder why would anybody ever have a dog because yeah. that's like ha half my job is just cleaning that up but i love our dogs so much and they you know they they consume a lot of our time we we take them out for hikes and and uh that's cool. yeah they're they're just great yeah Excellent. How did Alex uh, Runyon's get into this whole country thing? Uh, well, kind of a long story, but I'll try and I'll try and make it kind of quick. Um, sure. I mean, know, we got I, time. I'm I'm just uh, sitting here listening to you. So okay, cool. Well, yeah, this this is great. I, it's kind of neat that you know we can just kind of chat here. Um, when I was a kid, I, I would walk to school, and this is no word of a lie. I'd walk to school and I'd make up songs, and um, you know, I I just always for some reason love doing that and then uh, there was a period of my life where uh in our basement we had this stereo that i could turn up really loud so i i would pretend i was putting on concerts and and just by myself <laughs> and then i'd always i'd always check and look upstairs to make sure nobody was coming down because i'd be so embarrassed if somebody saw me but um and then you know so so i a part of me just always i think kind of had it in me that i wanted to perform and then i apparently i wanted to write and and uh, um I joined a couple of, of kind of pop rock bands through through high school. Uh -huh. And the reason it was pop rock is because that's what I thought was cool at the time. And and I wasn't really listening to country, even though in my younger years I listened to country. As, as a kid, we would listen to country going to my uncle and auntie's farm. Yeah. And mom and dad always had AM radio on, on just constantly in the house. And so I, I always liked country music. And then there was this little period where I thought maybe it wasn't that cool. And uh, so, so I was part of this band mm -hmm. and, and we, we wrote some songs together. Um, at some point they, they got rid of me because I didn't have a rock enough voice and, and they wanted to be more of a rock band. And it was kind of a little bit of a blessing because I, at that point I, 
you know, I was just on my own and I, I really didn't do any music, but then about a year later, I, I stopped feeling sorry for myself and I said, okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to go ahead and do this on my own. And that was, that was about 2003, okay. I, I would think. And I started writing songs. Um, I didn't know if they were good. I, I'd never co-wrote with anybody else at that point. Well, I guess I did with the band, but yeah. I really didn't know what it meant to write a song. I was just, oh, this sounds good. This is kind of neat. There was no structure, uh, which was actually kind of um, kind of relieving. It's now that I think about it, um, we didn't have to write within this template. But uh, uh, and we definitely didn't, if you hear those old songs. But um, <laughs> but I so um, it, I don't know. It, it's kind of what happened after that was uh, Brad Johnner was touring around. And I, uh, the, he was just going to small towns into soft cedars, like theaters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he had asked, uh, the community, if, if there's somebody who wants to open up for me, by all means, you know, book them in or whatever. And so every little town had, had an opening act. Right. And I, I was the opening act for, uh, this town close to where I grew up in Kipling. It's uh, the town's name is Winthorst. So, and it's, it's about uh, 20 minutes away. So I, I opened up and Brad, I'd never met Brad before, but I, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, here's this big star. And, um, and he said after the show that he really liked my voice. And he said, just consider this an open invitation for any of the shows you want to open up. You can just, you know, just let me know and, and uh, you can open up the show. So I was like, wow, I, I sure felt special. And, and I, I think it was special that, that he offered that. And, and I'll never forget that. So mm-hmm. I toured around as much as I could. Um, and, and then I started writing a little bit more on my own. I thought, oh, I, I, you know, I can kind of do this. And Bar- in Bart's band was his piano player and producer, Bart McKay, mm-hmm. who I just, just finished the last single with. Mm-hmm. And so I started, uh, working with Bart, writing a little bit more. I put out a three song EP with him, uh, in 2005 and then a full length album with him in 2009 and released a couple of singles that didn't do all that well. Uh, through that uh, in 2009 off that first album mm-hmm. from, from there it was just you know through the years I, I uh, met players um, for the band you know we toured around I can't believe anybody booked us again because when I look back at how bad we were um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine anybody paid us money to do it it's like it's kind of strange to me but maybe there was something there and maybe it was just good enough to get us by, but the band rehearsed a lot after that. And we got rid of this guy. We added this guy, rid of this guy and blah, 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 back and forth until, until we finally found something that really grooved and we could right. work with. The synergy um, was all there. Absolutely. And you could just, you could feel when somebody came into the band, uh, it was like a missing puzzle piece. So that felt really good. And, and then, you know, people just really, really liked the band. We worked really hard on the set list to make sure that there was a good flow and that it, you know, it was a set list that could create memories for people. And then, you know, we realized at some point, okay, well, it's not really, I mean, we love playing. So in essence, it's about us, but it was actually, it boiled down to, no, wait, it's about the audience. It's about creating these memories for them. Mm-hmm. And then people really respond to that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I realized that at some point and, and I, I, you know, I wasn't selfishly just doing this song cause I liked it. It was, well, no wait, these people are having fun and they want to hear this song. So uh, let's, yeah, let's make it about them. And, and I think that really, really turned things around. I go back a little bit. What were some of the songs you wrote when you were with the uh, pop rock band? Oh, I, oh yeah, here we go. Um, 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you the name of the, uh, well, the name of the band was NOB, which stood for name of band. Nice. That, that's, I, that's original. I know. Isn't it? <laughs> and we, we had, we had, and here's the thing. It's number one rule of being in a band is you don't wear your band's t-shirt. And Oh, I didn't I, know that. Okay. All right. Good. Now, I, I mean, for some people, but I had, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody sees that differently, but either way we had our picture. We just had a regular picture on the front of a shirt and, um, and then the name or just NOB. And then, um, uh, we, we would wear our, our sweaters and shirts almost constantly. So anyways, uh, to answer your question, one of the songs that people really liked, and I got my first taste of, oh, people kind of like this this type of music. Uh, it was a song called "Fantastic Girl." Um, very very clever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> yep. I can kind of see where but, you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, if if I listen to the song, it's actually a pretty melody. It's very dated, but I can see why people back then thought it was really nice, and I thought it was a pretty cool song. Um, then we have a song called another day which was kind of a rock song and it's actually on my first album and it's probably my least favorite off that album for sure but i but back then i i wanted 10 songs i had some songs written with the guys um and i didn't record fantastic girl though but uh, so this song another day actually made it on my first full-length album but it's i never released it and uh, you know part of me is kind of embarrassed because it to me the song doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. um uh, anyway, so yeah, th- that was some of the songs. We had another song called Workout, which was pretty much a pun. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. It's it, I hope that thing never, ever surfaces. <laughs> so Well, that was going to be my next question. Have any of these ever surfaced on like YouTube or anything like that? No, I no? think one of the guys in the band somehow managed to find that workout song and I told him, bury that thing. I never want that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so anyways, that's Th- those were some of the songs that we wow. wrote back then. Say it's it's kind of cool talking about this. I've never, you know, you don't really put those pieces together. Um, and I hope I didn't bore everybody by explaining it too long. Or no, I think you. that's I think that's amazing. Where was one of the uh, first venues that you ever booked when you guys became, you know, what you are now? Um, we played, uh, you know, we played at. Uh, I remember the very first one when I was doing a solo. Um, like just going off as a solo artist and yeah. I didn't really have a band at the time. Um, it was in Glenavon, Saskatchewan, which is, you know, maybe 25, 30 minutes away from where I grew up. Right. And in the, in the local paper, they had said it's Alec Runyon's one man band. So it sounded to me like rather than it being an acoustic show, it <laughs> sounded like I had like bells and whistles. You were like and a like, street vendor. Yes, exactly. So I was just like, but you know, back then it's just kind of funny. You're just sort of like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's really, Fine. that's yeah. really cool. Let's, uh, let's springboard to, uh, where we are now. Uh, and you have a new single out. Let's talk about that. Title is take it out on me. All right. Well, there's a story here. Well, yeah, this, this song, it's just really about, um, the, you know, the power and passion dynamics in, in a relationship. And it's not, I, I think at face value, you just think it's okay, this girl and guy, you know, they had a fight or whatever, um, and they kind of make up. But I think on a deeper level, it's actually about, you know, it's the girl being in control. And I, I think that's sort of what draws me to this song is that she's in a power position. A lot of male dominated songs, um, yeah, the female's involved, but she's being told, hey, um, hop in this truck, you know, mm-hmm. hop up beside me. So I think it's just a little bit different 
uh, it's a bit of a different twist on on songs like that it, it fits with all those other songs on radio I, I think but it's uh it's just got a little bit different meaning and it comes from a different place so um so i think it's unique in that sense where did it come from well well to be honest this song was not one that i penned myself it was it was a song out of uh, out of nashville so there's three writers on it um i had a management deal a few years ago in nashville mm-hmm. and my manager put a call out to uh, to well, everybody that she knows, her contacts, to say, oh, we have a guy. This is the type of songs we're looking for. Um, and one of the guys who pitched her this song was John Osier. And at the time, he was the VP for Olay Publishing. And now it's Anthem Entertainment. So mm-hmm. they changed their name, but still a very big company. John has moved on to uh, a different, a different publishing company. Mm-hmm. But he, so he pitched the song to us and. We had about 40 songs. And uh, up to that point, Tim, I, I wrote every single song. So sometimes I'm embarrassed to say, dang, I didn't write this one because I wish I had, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the truth is it's not one that I penned. So, but it, it fits right in with all the other stuff I've released. Um, you know, to me, it's like, no, how, how did I not write this? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, but, but either way, so this song, yeah, so John pitched the song. Another one of the writers was Brad Turk. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production. Go ahead and record this song. And then it was actually John, uh, the other John, John King, his publishing company uh, didn't okay me recording it. I think they were looking to hold it for somebody with a bit of a bigger name. And that's just the name. Yeah, that's just the name of the game. Uh, You have to play and and that's that's okay so i came to terms with that that was about four years ago so i was going to do this song four years ago I think. oh wow and, okay yeah and so it came to a point where you know i i had some songs recorded but but i didn't know nothing felt right as a single so mm-hmm. uh you know so i wasn't sure exactly what to do but then i I reached out to Leslie. She and I aren't working together anymore and asked her if she could just check with those writers again. And and just one last time on this song, if not, I'll just lay it to rest and I'll move on. And sure enough, all three signed off on it. And, um, you know, they absolutely love it. John Osher, he, he heard it and he, he said he's absolutely blown away by how it turned out. So, um, so that made me happy that I did their song justice and that, uh, Bart McKay and I were able to bring the song to life mm-hmm. and you know, cause that's, you, you don't want to, you don't want to disappoint the writers. You don't, right. you know, and so that's, and, and that too is why I think it's really important to work with these, you know, MCC studio in Calgary. And I know um, Jason Barry out in Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to name a couple Bart McKay, you know, these guys, they just, they just know how to uh, record a song and they, they all put their own little stamp on it. Um, and I, I think it's important to, you know, to, they, they they charge what they do because they're the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, you know, we've always talked about with uh, artists who are just coming up or starting out in the industry is you hear so many people who are just, you know, producing things in their basement and they're trying to put it out. But it really is worth the value of the dollar to actually go and spend some money to get it produced properly, isn't it? Absolutely. Like if you want to compete with the big names, you know, the Brett Kissels and the Gord Bamfords and, you know, Tennille Towns, you know, you could go on, but mm-hmm. you have to, you do have to work 
with uh, with these quality producers. And and it's awesome that you know, and, and I think there's some guys who are doing it in their basement who are doing a, a great job. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, um, I agree. But there, yeah, and there, there's just you know, there's just a quality to it that I I, I think it's so hard to match. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and when I talk to other producers who are who are working at it and and uh, you know, doing a good job. They, they usually re- not rely, but they usually do go to these guys like Johnny Gasparic and Bart McKay and ask them, okay, well, how do you do this? And what do you use for this? Um, you know, so I, I think there's something to that, you know, if nothing else, they're trying to emulate those sounds. Uh, they know that these guys are doing quality work. And to me, it's just like, I've built such good relationships with these guys and yeah, it's expensive, but you know, if, if you're serious about it and you want to, you want people to like your stuff and listen to it and, and put it up there with those, those big names and mm-hmm. those label artists, then, mm-hmm. then I think you kind of need to go to those guys personally. You know, so many people have talked about Bart McKay. I should probably get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, it's funny. I was just talking to Bart right before we hopped in on this because, um, uh, well, I actually shot a music video uh, for the single. It was just an unplugged music video in in his studio. So I was okay. just uh, calling to talk about that, and then and then he and I discussed a little bit about uh, writing together. And he used to write probably more when he was playing with the Johnner Brothers, um, but he, you know, there's something to be said about writing with a different instrument. I can't play piano. Mm-hmm. And so I always, I always write on guitar, but I am really just subject to what I know on guitar, which I'll admit is slightly limited. Right. So I, I'm not, you know, an aficionado. I, I don't play all that well. I mean, I, I, I get by that's for sure. And I can write a song on, a, on mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar, but, but, you know, I have to be honest with myself and, and, and I'm really just trapped with what I know on guitar. And so therefore my writing is only trapped uh, with inside that, that framework that I know mm-hmm. where, uh, so I was, this is what I was talking to Bart about was, you know, sitting down with him, even if I just have a bit of a melody, uh, you can get yourself in a different headspace when you're writing with a different instrument. So, uh, yeah, so he and I, we just discussed it and we we're both kind of excited. We we're going to take a crack at writing together. And he said he hasn't for a long time, but but you know, if nothing else, he'll provide he'll provide the music for it, right. and and that's you know that's all I can really ask him for. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't, and we move on with our lives. Well, it's but, another it's another experience, right, and another opportunity to expand who you are. Well, that's just it, you know. Like every time I sit down, I think that I I can get unmotiv or yeah unmotivated sometimes because because I'm just muscling around for something different, and really in my you know my my head is probably saying, well, you don't know anything different. This is all you, you know, so it's, you know, I'm just playing kind of the same chords, maybe a different progression, maybe finger picking a little bit, but uh, you know, in a way I've almost already done all that before. So it's, you know, I want, I want it to be exciting and new and fresh. So yeah, I'm just trying different things. I I used to play mandolin a little bit Mm -hmm. and I thought through this pandemic, I would, I would uh, hone up on those skills, but you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you like so was... many other people had plans to do things during the pandemic that didn't happen. Exactly. Like did, did, did you have plans? Oh yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. Sure. We had an entire yeah. basement to clean and oh, you know, yeah. you know, we had, uh, my wife was off for, you know, three months and did we do any of that? Okay. No, but I gained five, 10 pounds. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, what's funny is that, uh, yeah, I gained five or 10, but I ended up dropping about 15 now. Cause I, I, you know, I just, I, I'm just Whoa, doing what's your this. secret. 
<laughs> well, I, I'll be totally honest. I just decided that, hey, I'm, I'm just not going to drink for a little bit and see how this goes. And because, you know, you'd have a beer here and yeah, there, you, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. A bottle of wine and, now and then. Absolutely. And, and we, yeah, and we'd have, well, a box of wine sometimes. Not not in a night, but, you know, we always had it on hand, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good box of wine. You should check out my other podcast. It's all about wine. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, I, I didn't. Yeah, I do. I we, do we do one called Corkscrewed. Okay, well, I'm going to listen to that too okay. because because we do a know, whole episode I, on box wine. Okay, and can you just tell me is it is box wine kind of considered like you know like the like something like basically bad compared to uh, it's a the bottle? It's yeah, I mean it's not the best of the barrel, but I mean you know okay. you're still all right. You're you know I mean look okay. look our our parents or my parents everybody survived the 70s and 80s with box wine. It's still there today. So there's real, there's real, there's really nothing wrong with it. You know, it's a good opportunity to, uh, you know, if you like something, get it in a box, you know, get it in box form and, and you're good to go. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, there, yeah, exactly. And so I've always wanted to be like a, a wine connoisseur. Mm. And so how do you get, I'm just curious, like when it comes to, you know, your palate and how you, how do you cleanse your palate? How do you know? what's a good one versus not a good one because I was drinking $10 wine, you know, when I was going to the store to get us a bottle of wine, I get two of them and I'd be like, Hey, sweet, we're cashing in. And, you know, and I'm sure that stuff is just garbage to you then. Um, I mean, I am no, no wine aficionado as well. The lady okay. that I do the, the show with, uh, she is the, she is the wine, um, aficionado, the expert. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I just tab, you know, dabble in a little bit. Uh, what I have learned is anything over 20 bucks is probably, you know, is, is a good, is a good wine. You don't okay. have to spend, you know, to get a decent wine, you don't have to spend, you know, the $60 and stuff like that. You can, you know, get a decent bottle of wine for anywhere from 18 to, you know, $30 really. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and, and really find what you find, what you like, um, and, and experiment, um, you know, get away from the box wine because you are going to get a different flavor from, from that. Uh, and if you like, uh, the Merlots or if you like a cab or, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, you know, find what you like experiment. Um, you know, there's, there's okay. California wines, there's, um, Canadian, you know, there's, uh, uh, BC wines, of course, uh, there's wines from all around the world. Uh, again, just walk into the old liquor bar in there and, yeah. and, you know, grab a couple and, and, yeah. and some of those, uh, some of the places, like I know that, you know, some of the, the, uh, the liquor marts, uh, have, uh, have the experts there who will, who will give you samples. Now yeah. they're not doing that right now, but they're, they're, you know, good people to talk to and, and, and kind of get in your back pocket a little bit. See, yeah, that, that's good to know. And I guess, my problem is now that I think about it mm. is, yeah, when, when you don't go over the $10, $15 bottle of wine, then mm. you really probably aren't getting different um, samples. You're, you're getting kind of a similar product and it's always going to be maybe. Yeah, but you know not. what you saw? And, and again, one of our favorite wines, I think is, um, I think it's like just over 15 bucks, like $16, okay. $16, $17 bottle of wine. But when you yep. go up another 10 bucks, it's just that much better. So Oh, I see. So well, there you go. But that's I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, we were doing the same thing during the whole, you know, pandemic is uh, we were, you know, we always have kind of wine on the go. My wife really enjoys it. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden we're like, hmm, maybe we should slow down on this. Just a little bit. See, and, I, <laughs> and, and then I, I, I uh, personally, um, we have gin in our house and we, we enjoy, you know, different kinds of gin and stuff like that. And then, yep. so you just kind of got all, you know, all sampling and all of a sudden you're like, 
Oh, I'm supposed to be doing my beach body on demand, but I'm just <laughs> kind of doing more of a corkscrew on demand now. Yeah, this is way more fun than yeah. just sitting here having a drink. <laughs> I know. And, you know, like I, I kind of thought because when we play a lot, you know, there's always going to be there's going to be drinks and stuff. Sure. So I thought, well, we're in a pandemic of all times. Maybe I'll just not and see how this goes. And I, I think I'm on I'm almost at 100 days without. Uh, having a drink which is kind of cool right on man good for um, you yeah i haven't done that for a long time or, or since i can remember so mm -hmm. it's you know and 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 i feel really good i i've you know i've been eating healthier so that's the other thing the only thing is i haven't been going to the gym so oh, I, I think, know, right yeah like that and, and i mean right now i just don't know i don't know if it's safe to go gyms are open here in saskatchewan so mm -hmm. um but yeah, who knows? So I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just trying to move more than usual. So if that means taking the dogs out or, or, you know, we, we, um, have a big backyard that we've really worked on the garden this year. So oh, good for you. constantly stuff to, to do out there. So yeah, I keep myself pretty busy. Are you uh, growing flowers or vegetables? It's vegetables. Yeah, ah, we yes. have, okay. yeah, we have, yeah, quite a bit of stuff going on back there. Tons of tomatoes, um, you know, zucchini, beans, peas, nice, nice. beets. Corn, yeah, so uh, corn on the cob season should be around soon. You know, okay. So the thing is, I was Aaron doesn't really. That's my fiance. She doesn't really love corn. I love corn. What? And, yeah, I know. I know. Crazy, right? So <laughs> call it off, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know. I. I just like. I don't know why she doesn't. She's just, it's not her thing. So right. I guess that's something I have to deal with. That's if, yeah, that's a me problem, I guess. Wow. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I planted corn this year and, um, it just never came up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what I did wrong, but everything else came up, but, um, except for the corn. So that's darn. okay. They'll, they'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a farmer's market that hopefully somebody yes. will, uh, will, will socially distance allow to, to happen <laughs> because I, I can't wait to, uh, you know, to bite into that. Unfortunately, our, our son has full braces now, so it, we're still, oh, yeah. yeah, he's, you know, that, you know, that time of your life when you're, you're not allowed <laughs> to eat corn on the cob, that's it for him right now. So it, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be a good so, time. Yeah. I, yeah, I love I love making corn on the barbecues, you know. And, See, and I've and, never done that properly. Well, I, you know, I was really trying last year, and I, I think I got it. Like, I think mm -hmm. basically you soak it in water for oh, 30 minutes or something, and then I, I guess, I don't know, I think that makes husk it. Husk on or husk off? Off is what I okay. what I read. Yeah, I, but I could be wrong because I've also seen people, you know, just husk on on the barbecue right yeah, yeah um but yeah so then it's just like you know and then wrap it in tin foil and then um and then cook it i i'd have to look at what i i always put all these recipes on my uh, phone i'd have to have a peek at what <laughs> what i said there just so i can tweak it and make sure if i did it right okay that's the recipe otherwise i'll never remember wow so far we've talked with alex about his dogs music wine and now vegetables and how to cook on the barbecue <laughs> a full meal deal this week on the old podcast <laughs> i tell you uh who are the people that you uh you look up to in in canadian uh country music i mean there's there's a list i know you've named a few of them already but you know you're you're still kind of uh, an artist that is uh growing and developing mm -hmm. and who do you look up to yep. um big one is charlie major he was uh you know i grew up on his music and I've met him a few times. We actually did a songwriter show together once and, uh, um, you know, he's just such a nice guy. I was going to say he, super nice guy. 
Yeah, and his music is just like that stuff will never get old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just got such a cool way of writing, and and he's just he's I think he's such a nice guy. Um, I look up to him. Um, who else is out there? That well, I mean, you know, Brad Johner, his impact on my confidence as an artist. Um, that you know, I'll I'll never forget that, and doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so he's he's a guy out there that uh, I've always respected and liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head, those are the first two that come to mind. There's a guy that that I wrote a song called South of the City with, and I met him at the CCMAs a bunch of years ago, and his name is David Leesk. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he and I wrote, yeah, like I said, the song called South of the City, and that was the title track of the this last album I did in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I'd never met him before. I actually had never heard of him before. Um, he lives in Ontario and saw him on my very first songwriters cafe at the CCMAs. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so, and I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. And to be honest, I think Charlie major was on that same songwriter series, but I hadn't experienced the CCMAs before, nor had I ever seen a songwriter mm-hmm. series. So um, afterwards, after the songwriters thing, I just randomly ran into David Leesk at a pub and he was, and I, you know, at that point I was so new and I was just like, I couldn't believe I, I saw him Yeah. and, and he was such a nice guy. We sat down and had a beer. I was like, oh, so he's just a human, just like me. Okay. This is neat. And he and I kept in touch. We were on a couple of songwriters things together. We wrote, um, probably about three songs together now. Uh, so, so I look up to him and then, uh, and then personally, uh, I, I don't know, um, I don't, I don't know Donovan Woods personally, but I have been a fan of his um, at least since 2009, whenever I was last in university. His first album was kind of my soundtrack to university. And then just recently, he's kind of blown up as, as a big songwriter, hmm. and which is, which is good to see. And I, I met him once just randomly at an American Eagle. <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> and, and I just... Yeah, and and he was yeah i can't remember what he said but anyways i was i was so awkward he was dude just i want those pants those are my pants that's, that's yeah yeah, yeah. Seriously. can you find me an xl there buddy <laughs> yeah he was actually just uh yeah he was buying jeans that's it so um yeah anyways so that was kind of cool and then i went to a couple of shows and i don't know sometimes i think he remembers me but um but he, how many people do you see and you know yeah, yeah it's whatever so, what did you anyway. go to university for uh, I went to university for finance, and I so I got a degree in finance and, and a uh, certificate in economics. Um, but you know, I really didn't apply myself to any of that for I don't know ten years, ten years almost, yeah, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was I was just concentrating on music. So I was working for a friend's company in his office during uh, you know trying to really push music, and and I also you know have my friend Trevor to thank for that because he did give me. Um, you know, the, the time off that I needed and the ability to make a little bit of money while I was, uh, while I was really pursuing music. And mm-hmm. so I'm always thankful for that because without that, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have had the time or I would have probably been burned out or, or right. something. So, right. um, yeah, so that, that's, yeah. So that's what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then once I moved to Saskatoon, I, I worked at the bank for a little bit. So, uh, but at the bank, you're not really applying those those uh, tools, I don't think. Uh, but uh, since then, I've I've moved on to a, co- a company called the Retiring Farmer, and we do wealth management for um, farmers who are 
basically looking to retire and to, uh, you know, maybe pass the farm off to the kids and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's a very rewarding job. And I think we do great, great work there. And well, yeah, and it's a small company and okay. there's, you know, I think there's, there's definitely a demand for it. We don't just have farming clients, but, um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's big tax issues for, for sure. farmers who are, who are selling the land, selling the, you know, right. their equipment. And so we deal with all that and, and, and then manage money on top of it. So, um, it's like I said, it's, it's a job that, you know, I can sleep at night knowing that we do good work and I, and I love it there. It's, it's fantastic. There's, like I said, it's a small company. There's, there's 10 of us that work there and, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, it's good though. I, I really do like it. That's kind of fun. When's the wedding, by the way? Well, um, it was originally in Mexico. Uh, I was supposed to be in a few months here in November. Oh, okay. So, so that has definitely it got postponed. <laughs> yeah. And right now we're just sort of in limbo on on when that's happening because, you know, part of us, we we want to maybe get married a bit earlier mm -hmm. uh, if we're not going to have the wedding that we originally had planned. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely like currently the the resort says, oh yeah, you can you can still have your wedding, but. Uh, we don't feel comfortable sending our whole family and friends to a resort to share at a buffet uh, for <laughs> seven days, you know, during a pandemic. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the one business one does not want to be in right now is the buffet business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. The buffet business is yeah. not something. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so we've we've just kind of pushed that off. And we're like I said, we're just kind of talking about it. And um it's sort of in limbo right now on on mm -hmm. what we want to do and when and how. So, yeah. So it was supposed to be November seventeenth, twenty twenty, but I don't. That's not going to happen at this point. Alex, where do people find you online, my friend? Um, it's just at uh, www.alexrunyons.com, and from there, uh, I have all the links on the top right hand corner to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, and uh, I think that's. Is that pretty much all of them? I think that's I think, yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. I think you're, yeah, you're so, good there. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's there. Alex, you are an amazing guy and uh, what a great storyteller you are. Congratulations on the brand new oh. single. Uh, good luck to you on that. And uh, thanks very much for hanging out with us. It's my pleasure. This has been a lot of fun, Tim. I, I really appreciate this. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.